Now, though, let's uh, talk self-defense with Sanette Smith. Uh, she is a uh, self-defense uh, expert. She is also um, the principal instructor of the Stay Safe uh, at Home, at Work, at Play organization. And they are a group of uh, ordinary women in South Africa. Um, who are concerned about safety. They teach you how to defend yourself. And with uh, South Africa being the kind of violent country it is, and, and especially with the kind of, of the levels of violence um, against women and children, this is a, a very unfortunate situation, a tragic situation we find ourselves in. Um, as a country and uh, you have uh, women ordinary women like Sunette uh, and her team at Stay Safe uh, who actually go out there and they teach you how to defend yourself. Uh, they're also busy with a road show and Sunette will tell us uh, all about that. Sunette Smith good morning. Thank you so much for joining us here on Cape Talk. Uh, give us some background as to uh, what Stay Safe is and how it came about. Hi, good morning. Uh, Stay Safe is a registered MPO. Uh, we are a team of eight women. And we do a road show where we find sponsorship. And then we go into various co- uh, communities where it's very difficult for, for women to afford to pay for self-defense and um, safety education. And then we run a workshop in that community for the women. So we we do it as often as we can. Obviously, it all depends on uh, the sponsorship. We've been as far as Beaufort West and George. We've actually been all over the Western Cape. Um, and we try and get to the rural areas as well. We uh, service the uh, township areas. And... Um, it really, really is a successful program because uh, we take, we're taking the safety to the women and um, educating them on how to protect themselves. How did it come about that uh, you became a self-defense um, instructor? What, 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 is, well, what was your journey? Well, I've got, my journey is I've, I've, I've got a karate background um, of 45 years. And... While I was busy teaching my students in my early days, um, I realized that I didn't really know much about the attacker. You know, I was teaching my students how to compete in tournaments and how to do karate as a martial art discipline. But I, but I, ha- I didn't really know much about the basic things of walking down the street, you know, and the person attacks you, and who is this person, and why is he doing it? Um, So what I did was I started researching uh, the subject of rape, and I started interviewing rape survivors and also men who have raped women, and then I realized that the average woman can actually protect herself. The only thing is she just doesn't know how to do it. It's fantastic if you have any form of martial art, any discipline of martial art. I mean, that that obviously does help. But you don't need to be a black belt in any martial art to be able to defend yourself. And that that is where the self-defense concept for me started, like 30 years ago already. I realized the average woman in South Africa will never take up um, a martial art as a sport or as a discipline. And I had to put something in place 
for her so that she could could defend herself and um, that's how the self-defense component mm-hmm. developed. When you when you work with, when, when you go into a, a, a township environment um, where mm-hmm. we, are, we, we sadly, we, mm-hmm. we have a lot of violence against women and children. Um, how are you received firstly by the women in the community um, and how, how do you think you're being viewed by the men um, who, who sometimes uh, well, well, most times are the perpetrators of violence against women and children in 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 uh, uh, traumatized communities. Yes, yes, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's it's six of the one and half a dozen of the other. The women are uh, normally very excited that we are there. Uh, we most of the time at all our workshops, we have women who had been raped. Sometimes you don't know who. Um, sometimes at the workshop they start talking about it and they share what uh, what happened to them with the other women. Um, but but a lot of the women have already had that experience of being attacked, and therefore they are very very grateful that we are there and that they have a chance to to take their power back. Then with regards to the men, um, that's where it's half half. We would find that in certain areas. Uh, the men would actually drop the women off at the workshop. We've had the, the police who had supported us before and they've collected women and they've dropped them off at the, at the workshop. But then also we've had, when we were in George, for instance, we had one of the, the, the boyfriends storming into the venue, um, screaming at the woman, what is she doing there? You know, feeling, um, insecure, but I must also add he's had something to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, f- feeling insecure about her being on the floor there with a group of women, you know, and you, because you can just feel the energy in the wall. It's very positive and it's very strong. Um, you know, and then, he's, then you have that kind of a situation. Um, in general, I'm, I must say um, it would be fantastic if we could get more men to support this mm. uh, this project. Because I do think, um, you know, the, it's difficult for the women sometimes um, to get into venues and it, sometimes it rains and they don't have transport. So um, there's always those little knickknacks, you know, that we've got to think about. My guest this morning is Annette Smith. Uh, she's a self-defense expert and uh, we're talking about uh, how women and children are being taught uh, self-defense uh, techniques uh, to keep themselves um, safe um, or also to defend, obviously, themselves when they come under attack. Um, she's also the principal instructor at uh, an organization called Stay Safe and uh, she's one of a group of women, um, just ordinary uh, ladies from the suburbs who go out there and teach uh, other women how to defend themselves um, people with disabilities and learning difficulties are always very vulnerable um, in 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 South Africa do you teach or and train them how to defend themselves as well you know we've been very very honored and privileged to do so I must say um, we have trained all the deaf girls in the Western Cape uh, we trained the Vitaboom at the Vitaboom Deaf School and we, we trained all the girls at the Norutandu uh, School in Kailicha um, uh, for many years. And then we have also trained the uh, the blind girls in Worcester at the blind school. school. 
um, and the girls who are visually impaired there. That, of course, took us a very long time because we had to work with the girls uh, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that was very uh, that, challenging. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to, to understand how you would teach uh, a visually impaired um, a person to, to defend themselves um, in a situation where, where they're being attacked. Can you briefly take us through that, that, that process? Yes. You know, you know, once you work with a, work with a person, you just realize how um, fortunate you are, you know, that you, have got, that you have got the ability to see and you have the ability to hear because you can often see danger before it, it, it mm. arrives and you mm. can often hear the danger um, before it grabs you, you know what I mean. Um, but we we do what we do, for instance, if we teach them any technique that that they have to do to the face, like poke the man's eyes or um, his nose, you know, or even between the legs, striking um, in between the legs. We teach him to take the one hand and grab it uh, uh, around the attacker's neck at the back, hold onto his neck at the back. And then she has a grip, and then she has a sense of um, the height of the body, uh, where the face is, mm. um, and then according to that, she can more or less measure where the target area is, if you understand what I'm yes, saying. Yes, yes. Um, we do work also, in spite of the fact that the girls can't see, we work on um, intuition, uh, that sense of intuition of not feeling comfortable, because their senses are very, very strongly developed, and um, in which kind of situations they could find themselves, where that would be um, a technique for them mm. uh, to to master, you know. Yeah. How long do these courses run? When 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 you go into a community, is it is it a one day course, or or do you sign people up for uh, a couple of sessions? No, we have we have experienced over the years that a couple of sessions don't really work because you have somebody who's in, not in one session, so they've missed out on that part. Then they come back for the next session, and then they're kind of lost because we, we've advanced to the next level, if you hear what I'm saying. So uh, it's better to do the, the, the workshop it, it itself all in one go. Um, high energy, high impact. Um, that works better so you can run it for three hours. We always do a lecture so we give the background to the situation. Who's the attacker? Why does he attack? What can possibly happen? Um, what can you expect? What has happened to other women? What are your options and choices in different situations? We're now running a, a, a workshop on the 13th of April in, at the Sports Science Institute in Newlands uh, from 2 to 5 o'clock. That particular workshop is a fund-raising uh, event. Uh, we, we, we get the women to pay to come onto the workshop. It costs three on the van. Um, as from Wednesday, they can just buy tickets on Cricket. And we uh, use the money to drive a workshop for the women in Kailicha. Mm-hmm. So we do this. We try and do a fundraising event to get money in, to get sponsors in to assist. And then we take that and we go and um, share it with, with other women. So what, what, what will this uh, fundraising event consist of? It's a, it will be a lecture. The uh, Sports Science has got a very nice auditorium. So we do a lecture in the auditorium. 
and from there we move over onto the training area in the same building, and then we do the uh, practical uh, self-defense uh, techniques. And what is nice about the self-defense is that nothing is above your head. You know, you're not running up and jumping and doing flying sidekicks through the air. Right. Uh, we, we, the self-defense is work out for the average woman to be able to do it, whether she's fit or unfit, whether she's 18 years old or whether she's a girl of 15 years old. She, there are techniques that she will find that can help her in any situation. You know, some woman's got a bad wrist and another one has a sore back and another one has just pulled a muscle in, in a sporting event like three months ago. So everybody's got their little injuries. Mm, mm. Um, and they work, they work around it. So they find out what are their strengths and what can they use, what strengths can they use in an attack situation. And may I just say that the lectures are very, very important parts of all of this. That, that part is where you have the mindset and you get the courage and you understand why you have to do what you have to do. And that lecture teaches you about options and choices that is so important. You know, do I run? Do I scream? Do mm-hmm. I wait? Do I strike immediately? What, you know, what is my timing? Um, because all of that is very important. Am I going to cash in on the surprise element or am I just going to wait a couple of seconds longer, you know? Yes. Um, and, and that that um, lecture gives you all of that background of how women have to get that mindset right um, to actually take it on, which is difficult for women because mm. in, of, of nature, women aren't really uh, physical fighters, if you know what I mean. Um, and here we are saying to them, well, you know, hit the guy in the ears. So it's quite a big step for them to take. But I tell you, once they get into it, my word, do you see a, it's unbelievable. Do you see a lot of tigers together? Fabulous. <laughs> very, <laughs> very interesting to chat to you, Sunet. Sunet, uh, if people want to um, <laughs> come along uh, to this fundraising event, and and I love what you do. I think it's an amazing, it's an amazing service uh, that that you are delivering to to women um, who are exposed to violence uh, on a daily basis, women and children. Um, how do people contact you? And uh, of course, you said tickets are available at three hundred rand each. At uh, Quicket? Yeah, that's right. If people would um, like more information about the organization, how do they contact you? Oh, they, I'd, I'd love them to go onto our website, which is, which is just obviously staysafe.org.za. And then our Facebook is very active, and we give wonderful tips on our Facebook, and we have a theme that runs every month. Um, like um, now when we had the Valentine's Day, you know, for that month we ran a theme on data rape, um, people making contact with you online, you know, for dates and stuff right. like that. Um, so the Facebook address is Stay Safe Women's Road Show, which is one word. And then, of course, Margaret is uh, the, the contact person for Stay Safe, Margaret. And her email address is Margaret. It's M A R G A R E T Margaret at at selfdefense.co.za. And I just want to give her a telephone number just mm. in case. Um, it's zero eight two seven three two four one double six. 
Our theme for the um, 13th of April fundraising workshop is Victim or Victorious. That is a wonderful theme and I hope many people come out to support your fundraising effort because you definitely uh, will use the money for a good cause. Annette Smith, Principal Instructor with the Self-Defense uh, Organization Stay Safe and uh, the, the primary work is uh, going into um, the, the lesser the more the lesser um, uh, privileged communities and uh, teach women uh, and children how to defend themselves. Uh, Sunet, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, you can uh, give them a call 082-732-4166 that's 082-732-4166 or go to Quicket and uh, go and uh, buy yourself a ticket for 300 rand.